Are you watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? In the dark? Well, what are you afraid of? What's so terrifying about tales of the unknown, the unseen, and the undead? After all, there is nothing in the dark that isn't there in the light. Or is there? Tune in for another tale of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tomorrow at 7.36.30 Central on Nickelodeon. Because the real terror never begins until night falls. Halloween gut buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Vaughn. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Hey. Yeah, happy Halloween. Um, <laughs> we, we made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this the end? The end of the podcast or the end of the Halloween end of Podtober. Yeah, su- surprise everybody. Yeah, no. Uh yeah, it's the end of Podtober. Are you, you feeling okay, Andrew? Yeah. Uh tired sort of. Yeah. It's been a long uh sort of arduous one. In just in like the amount of prep uh, for some of these episodes. You mean just talking headless cabbie with Chris or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Vaughn, first off, let, um, uh, let us at Big Orange Couch extend our deepest sympathies to you and your countrymen, uh, over the loss of, you know, your beloved queen. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's English, right? I, I forget. Sometimes they're like English, but they have been in New York since they were 16 or whatever. But. <laughs> she, seems, she seems, she seems kind of, uh, yeah, like both worlds. Yeah. Um, I think she seems legit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's been okay. I, I have survived the, uh, I have survived the demise of the queen and we, we have a king and, and I've got to say, it feels, it feels really similar. Um, like they're related and, and very similar in terms of their political views and whatnot. Um, but uh, thank you. And yeah, it's been it's been a rocky ride over on the island over here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, I you know at least for an hour or two, we're hoping to you know calm provide things you down. with that escape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Calm things down. Go to an enchanted Are You Afraid of the Dark World. Andrew, what are, what are we talking about today? Uh, this is episode number 245, and we're talking our top Are You Afraid of the Dark scenes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just as sort of complicated as that sounds. Um, you know, we didn't, like, discuss in depth uh, any sort of um, strategy or anything. Or No. Uh, any way to go about this other than talk. I did actually I bugged both of you about this because I was I was like there has to be something I'm missing here because it was such a vague <laughs> it was such a vague description so as soon as I saw Andrew on Instagram I was like add add as friend <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like Andrew what 
What are you thinking? Best scenes. <laughs> like, where are we going with best scenes? Um, yeah. So, yeah, was... I, I am really interested to see how you guys chose these. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm sure I was no help because um, I didn't even know what I was doing, really. But uh, did you guys have, like, a strategy, some sort of something guiding you? Well, I think I think maybe I'd mention... Maybe I mentioned uh, to someone I mentioned, I think the only parameter in my head was like, if the setting changes, maybe then that's that's got to be the end of the scene. Mm -mm. But mm -hmm. but I guess that was just in my head of like, um, <laughs> because it's hard. It's hard to set the parameter. Certainly yeah, yeah. a scene could be interpreted differently by people. But I also think the beauty here is let, let's just see like what we came up with. And um I think the harder task was, and Andrew, you mentioned this a little bit before we hit record, is like not necessarily picking just your favorite episodes. Or did you yeah. find yourself doing that? I think I did a little bit. I, I tried to have a strategy. Um, so my formula or the way that I kind of tried to think about it was if I had to sum up the show to someone who had no idea about the show and I needed to mm. kind of capture the essence of the show through all of these scenes what am I picking to represent the whole series? So no pressure at all. <laughs> I put on myself there. Um, and there was a spreadsheet involved for me, but then it, it kind of did just come a little bit down to gut, um, which episodes I thought, um, you know, were, had to be included in this. And then I did think like, you know, I have to have a Vink, I have to have a Sado, I have to have dark ending and stuff like that. Um, no misguided dead lover category, though, I'm afraid. Uh. <laughs> I had to chop one, you know, I only had seven <laughs> choices. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, that was kind of my all around thinking, like what sums up the show in these best scenes? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good way to do it. Um, I guess I, I sort of, I mean, I did something similar, but I, um, I, I tried to like, get scenes that met at the intersection of like something that I really like and how sort of important, how big it is like in the context of the whole series. Hmm. If that makes wow. sense. Okay. I think you guys were thinking bigger than me. Um, <laughs> what was your strategy? I don't know if I had it. Well, I no, I should say I, uh, I definitely went strong with the stuff that, so in between watching Are You Afraid of the Dark and doing this podcast is 20 years. So I think what I went primarily with was my gut gut feeling on what are the scenes that before doing this podcast I thought about most often mm. as in just just stuck with me. Um, and at this point, having done the podcast, some of them might be old hat like, you know, we've we've discussed them to death, but um I, they, they are the scenes that I think if I had never done this podcast and you asked me, hey, like, what do you think of when you think of Are You Afraid of the Dark? These would be kind of the key scenes, I, with the exception of one, which I think I really discovered having done the podcast. But um, since hmm. having talked about the episode, I have thought about the scene a lot. Um, I don't want to yeah. give too much away, but it involves laser <laughs> mazes. Um, no, I'm, I'm joking. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, I took I took like a, a I think a young like what what did what mattered to me young approach. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I think that's there was definitely a sentimental element for me. I I was kind of 
we I was very conscious not to bunch them all up in season one, season two, you know, I tried to have a bit of a healthy mix between one and mm. five. All of mine are in one uh, in between one and five. Um, but I mean, theoretically, you know, you said seven choices. I could have picked one from each season, and I did mm. actually play with that idea, and then it just didn't feel <laughs> genuine, so I didn't do it. <laughs> Andrew, did um, are you comfortable saying whether you went outside the first five or not? Um, yeah, I didn't go. Okay. Uh, I, you know when we get to close calls I'll, I'll mention one episode later episode but not on my list okay okay um i i i didn't either i, I don't want people to get their hopes up for like a stone maiden here <laughs> um i i you know there's just too much good stuff in that original run uh hard enough to boil it down from there so um yeah uh what we did for this is we took our we we went top seven. I think, uh, you know, that's usually an indicator for our audience that uh, there's just so much that doing five felt uh, weird. Um, so top seven, close calls, Ferguson's. You guys got Ferguson's? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't feel good with mine, but uh, just because I, I, I don't feel like I put enough thought into it, my Ferguson. Hmm. But um Yeah. I mean, I sort of feel similar, except I, I don't know. I played around a little, but I couldn't find I mean, there anything. are some there is some weird <laughs> scenes out there, especially if you go season six and seven. But, um. Yeah, that, that is pretty much the only time when my Ferguson um, okay. teaches mm-hmm. that territory. Definitely six and seven. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Well, anything else before we, we hop into our lists? Only a confession that you you have a very strict concept of what a, a scene constitutes and mm. maybe <laughs> I was a little bit liberal with the concept of scene <laughs> in some cases. The scene <laughs> the scene of Dream Girl. Like what are we what are we talking here? No, no. I mean the thing is, like how how long is an episode? Like twenty twenty four minutes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So say something's going on for like four minutes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a you know, big chunk of the episode, but it is a scene. Sure, so sure. Yeah. Well, um yeah, you let me know if, if you're like, okay, here is where that scene actually ends and we're gonna cut you off. I I don't I, suspect that'll happen. I definitely have some here that are that are doozies that are five, six minutes. Um I guess not okay, too many, but but a few. Um, um yeah, I, I didn't stay real strict about it. And since you guys now I know that you guys have an elf really let it go yeah the other the other thing that stood out to me i should mention as um as we pick i'm going to read some of our listeners favorite scenes Mm -hmm. um but one thing i did try to kind of steer away from is moments rather than scenes so like Hmm. um there there are some iconic moments in are you for the dark and i guess that moment can be part of a scene but um just like a little snippet of something scary didn't quite qualify for me. It had to be a part of a bigger, much bigger hole, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I pretty much stuck to that. Okay. Um, Not just like, you know, um, I don't know. Only like, one on my list is like under a minute, let's say. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, that's way sufficient. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, do we want to get started on our top sevens? Sure. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, I do have one question. Do you think we're going to overlap 
like one thing that's on everyone's list? Yeah, we were. T- oh, one thing that's on it. There's only one on my list that I think might make it to everybody's, but well. I I don't know. I'm. I, it's hard. I was saying this earlier. Like, um, it's just I can't tell if my list is like really like the the only way to do it or if you guys are gonna have like completely <laughs> different lists or what you know like sometimes we know we'll cross over on a couple choices but i have no idea what you guys are gonna do yeah yeah i have no feel here i think i think it could be all different it could be all it could be many the same but um i, I don't yeah, i don't have there yeah i don't know it's hard because even I, even if you even if I think we might have some of the same episodes, I think it's actually still possible we have different scenes. Yeah, yeah I think we're definitely true. gonna we're gonna overlap on an episode. I I do think though mm. when choosing, I was thinking they're gonna choose that they're gonna choose that episode. Hated <laughs> 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 my choices a little bit. I was thinking, well, that's very much in their in their wheelhouse, so maybe I ought to uh, go elsewhere. Mm. But um, but I, yeah. I, I will say the episode I felt most sure that we might overlap on, I eliminated today. I I, hmm. re, I rewatched and actually realized I love the episode, but there's not really a scene that did wow. it for me. So wow. well, um, we'll, see, we'll, we'll see if here. it comes up. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah, say, yeah. you have to say. But that's just the contrarian yeah. in you. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not... I, 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 I swear, like, I think there are some there are some hot picks on here. There are some <laughs> crowd. There's some crowd pleasers here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I will explain because I, I, I am absolutely sure someone's going to have this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll try to better explain myself. Um, yeah. OK. All right, Andrew. Number uh, seven. Yeah, I'll be surprised, sort of surprised if either of you guys have this one. Um, my number seven is the Crimson Clown. The clown dream. Mike! 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 Mike, wake up, Mike! It's the clown, Mike! It's the crimson! (laughs) (laughs) Nobody will help you, Sam. Nobody wants to. (laughs) (laughs) There's nowhere to go. Um, so like when the kid is having his nightmare of the crimson clown coming after him. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just like a, that's pretty much all there is to it, I guess. It's kind of just (laughs) a horrific, um, it's like the crimson clown is like the size of a, a regular human, but he has that huge crimson clown head and, He's slowly coming after the kid with this like maniacal laugh that shifts pitch and stuff in a really weird way. And um, this this whole scene like is pretty much what makes the episode for me. Um, And it's one of the first scenes for some reason that comes to my mind um, when I think about the show broadly. Uh, it's just like one of those things that almost shouldn't work, but it works so well somehow. Um, I'm freaking out sort of when I'm watching it. Uh, the way the clown like wraps the kid up for one thing. And um, also when it's coming through the doorway and the whole camera's like shaking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And 
it's just so threatening. Um, but he's just ro- he's also just roasting this kid. It's just yeah, like, yeah. like uh, he it's just like nobody likes you, Sam. You're not a good kid, Sam. Nobody wants to help you, Sam. You like piece of you know pos. Yeah. Yeah. And he's His voice, in the bed. Yeah. He's in the bed yeah. with the kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like crawling crazy. up on him under the covers. <laughs> Very crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, I it's mean, just like Yeah. Uh, the Crimson Crown's the clown's not wrong. I mean Sam is the worst. Oh sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um it's something it just like Everything about this scene I love. I mean, it's a little bit cheesy, I suppose. Um, his, like, the look of his head, maybe, or something. But even that kind of adds to it for me. Um, like, how they made this a scary scene is sort of, sort of still blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, but I think it just yeah. works so well. And, yeah, it still sort of freaks me out. No, it's a it's a great, tight scene. And, 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 and really pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, shouldn't even be that scary. But um, anyway, this uh, episode, I think, just it, it captures something about "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" broadly, like the mm-hmm. mixture of fear and uh, cheesiness or something. Um, uh, anyway, I great think, scene. I think you're so right when you say like, <laughs> "How did they make this scary?" Because I did. This is one of the ones that I wanted to watch back, and it was actually one of the first ones that came to mind when I thought about scenes, like really noteworthy scenes. Um, and my particular favorite part is when the head of the clown explodes, and it just has a sign that says "Sam," with like, yeah. cross, <laughs> like like no sounds allowed sign. Yeah, and and the funny. laugh and I think they were really brave to do another clown because obviously Zebo is so iconic and yeah. Sky doesn't get really very much credit but um is a pretty crazy episode but I love it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, good pick, good pick. Thank you. Um, before we get to Vaughn's pick, let's do one listener pick if that's mm. all right with you guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, our first listener pick comes from. Uh, Emily, and she picked the simple moment of Miss Clove just laughing uh, in um, in Twisted Claw. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. Yeah, that 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 ending is just so strong. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. Obviously, we we did it last Podtober. Like all three of us talked about it, and not to spoil it, but that did kind of sway how much I wanted to talk about it this episode, but Mm. it is just, firstly, it's a Halloween episode and you don't actually get many Halloween episodes. And particularly the, the outro is just so strong. Yes. And she's got a great laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You should just do, you should do are you afraid of the dark laughs. Episode, you would definitely have like a top 10, like easily. Yeah, that is pretty good. I think like almost every one of my picks has a laugh in it, not everyone, but the majority. That is like (laughs) a criteria of yours, like great laugh, extra points for the laugh. Yeah, yeah, now I'm thinking. 
Um, well, Jen- Jennifer also picked the end of Twisted Claw, but she picked the part where Kevin and Dougie make the wish and the car pulls up. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, All right, Vaughn, number seven. Okay. Um, I don't think it's going to have made anyone's list. Maybe not, but um, it's from The Tale of the Quicksilver and it's Aaron's mm. dream scene. Mm, yeah. Please do an episode review of this at some point. Um, it's in my top five episodes of all time for very sentimental reasons, kind of like my Joey hatching moment. Like, you know, when you have one of those great childhood days and you remember what you watched and it's kind of like that. Um, and I was going to pick the opening scene where we first see Laura trying to um, defeat the night creature, but I, I just aesthetically prefer this scene because... Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that kind of 90s dream haze. Um, but yeah, I, I also think that this scene has one of the best Are You Afraid of the Dark kid screams when his little brother sees the night creature and he screams. Yeah. Um, and I can vividly remember that that's where they would cut the scene for the for the break. Uh. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate my personal bias when it comes to this episode, but I think um, the scene is so great. Are You Afraid of the Dark always really pushed it when it came to trusting the the audience. Um, and in this scene, like the girl dies in a fire and they don't turn it into like a PSA not to light mm. candles. Um, so basically in the scene, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the older Is, brother, was that Was that a, was that a Locker 22 slam? Well, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I think people are reading into it because you have that personal bias, but I I appreciate that um in this episode you you see that I th- I think you see it like pretty much like this whole like I guess it's kind of like a bit of a séance. This happens like three times throughout the episode and each time you kind of put a bit of that piece together. Wow. Cool dream. To try to creature light, just a door in a wall with chalk so white. Connie? What are you doing? Creature of darkness, come to me. Who are you talking to? Stay where you are. I command you, stay where you are. Connie, look out. Arabarius Lokora dead. I command you, enter this amulet. Um, so I guess I love the dramatic music I love the way that this scene looks I said about the 90s kind of hazy dream scene thing Um, and I love that they didn't shy away from that dark outcome Um, and I kind of love that in this scene 
um, how much information we get out of it. So we find the yearbook, we figure out that this this girl that he's met at school has a twin sister, but we suspect that she died. Um, and this is where we kind of figure out that Laura did the spell wrong and we figure out what we need to do next to get rid of the night creature. So, yeah. I also think, for me, I need a good villain. And this is one of the freakiest creatures that we see in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, he he is still pretty scary today. So, yeah, that is kind of something I need to make it kind of a top tier Are You Afraid of the Dark scene I found. That was a theme for me. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much true for me i think um but a great pick uh we don't talk about that episode enough i feel like it's but it's really great um maybe a little overlooked or something it was it was on our list for this podtober actually it was kind of like down to that and um doll a doll maker um i'm so so glad so i think we will get to quicksilver because it's it's a pretty well requested episode um yeah. Just a, just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, but great scene also. Uh, very like surreal. And the monster is like just. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. They nailed it. I mean, they nailed these yeah. monsters yeah. so often. Yeah. They, they really did. And this guy, I think he's arguably one of the most terrifying things that they ever created. So yeah. <laughs> had to mention him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Great pick. Um, he is very horrifying. I mean, just very memorable. Um, this was, uh, well, in line with yours, uh, our listener Kara picked Quicksilver when the ghost appears in the wall. Um, so you're, yeah. you're, not, you're not alone. Yeah, I mean, I almost picked the opening scene because yeah. I thought it was so unusual to have a baddie in the opening scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, that dream sequence really won out for me. So, but yeah, great episode, great scene. And it's my number seven. Very cool. Yeah. Very nice. Um, well, my number seven uh, is a scene from an episode that was pretty important to me when I was little. Uh, I rewatched it recently, and I think the scene still is like, you know, chef's kiss. Very good. Um, I'm calling it the quiet reading room discovery scene. Um, mm. This is from the episode, The Tale of the Quiet Librarian. Um, this is where Lori and Jace sneak into a closed library. Number one, baller slash horrifying move to sneak into a closed public building as a kid especially one as creepy as perhaps a library. Um, And they see indications of the past, like the calendar on the wall has changed to the 1800s. And this is the big scene kind of where we open the door and they just see kids covered in cobwebs and dust. And they are just quietly reading at a table. It wasn't like this yesterday. There were a lot more books and that room wasn't there. Look at this, 1910. It's gotta be some phony antique. Hey, maybe we shouldn't mess. Come on, live dangerously. Uh, 
Uh, and then that money shot of the girl turning around and screaming, but no sound coming out. Um, mm. And then I did count as part of the scene, them kind of stumbling out of the door and then seeing the quiet librarian and then the librarian opening her box to suck out their scream. Um, just, uh, just a master class uh, here. Uh, the silent scream is just like a great sound device. Um, the, the look of the kids in the room, like in their 19th century uh, wardrobes is really cool with the added additions of the two nineties kids. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I love the concept of secret rooms. I went to a private school in elementary school. So this felt like very, like, I, I feel like I'd found these rooms before, uh, not with kids in them, but you know, like these weird rooms that just seem kind of lost to time. Um, and, uh, I think this episode is really unique and maybe a little underloved and, um, just, just a cool concept. Just this, this, this whole thing, but this scene in particular, just the discovery of the quiet room. I love it. Yeah. Excellent yeah. choice. Yeah. Very good one. And we haven't really, um, given it enough, enough credit. Uh, but the whole sound effect thing is a really great gimmick. Yeah. Now I'm not, I'm not counting the chase here. I'm not counting the like laser noise chase <laughs> to me, to sure. me that get that gets a little wacky. <laughs> it um, me you've left that one out to be honest. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's that's what I think of when I think of that episode. But actually, yeah, I think a little bit of an underloved section is, yeah, you don't get a lot of that on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Usually it's the focus is on the villain. And yeah. in that moment, the focus is on kind of like the kids. And it yeah. is a really creepy section. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. this, yeah, this just terrifying discovery that feels like a unique thing. Yeah. 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 Very yeah, on brand space. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, let's see, Allie here. Her she has a pick. She's going with Jake the Snake yelling, "Here's uh, dinner!" <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Andrew, Jake the Snake had to be tempting. Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> it. Um... It just didn't like meet my iconic enough from these first seasons, especially like sure uh, moment. Uh, sure, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like carrying that one around with me the same as some of these other things. I hear you. I I had to resist the ironic pick for sure. <laughs> these are sincere. <laughs> um, Andrew, number six. Yeah. Um, this one could be a little bit of a surprise. I went with the dark tale of the dark music, mm. the carnival door. Holy segment. moly! <laughs> I am surprised. <laughs> um, you know, I've been a little hard on this episode in the past, but this segment in particular, I feel like, is one of the strangest, like most fun scenes uh, in the show. Preach. Um, uh, the, so the kid um, has figured out that this uh, that the door something behind the door is activating when he plays music around it, and in this scene he's playing the carnival music, and the carnival barker guy appears behind the door um, in a somewhat cheesy by today's standards like 
a fact. Mm. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Step right up for the time of your life! We've got games, we've got rides, we've got prizes like you've never seen! That's right, son, don't delay! We've got all kinds of surprises in here! Stop now, son. You're almost king. What's the matter, Andy? Don't you want to have some fun? <laughs> oh, yeah! This is gonna be so uh, But he turns into a skeleton and, and uh, just starts screaming in the most insane way with the weirdest voice ever. Um... But the, the this this shot of the skeleton like reaching after him and laughing um, yeah. is just one of those uh, images that's like burned into my mind, and especially for this show, it's just like this this uh, it, I don't know. They just nailed something here, and the kid like the way that he's holding on to the counter as the thing in the door <laughs> pulls him in. It's, just oh, all of this together. They do it so well. Wow. It's uh it's just an amazing like little moment. That's my this is my shortest one, but uh I was gonna say this is a pretty brief scene. However, I'm I'm so happy you've included it. (laughs) Um I I actually I you know it would be on brand for me to pick dark music, but I didn't in this case just because I couldn't quite pick the moment I liked most. Um so I'm so glad. And I think the carnival barker is probably the right call though. The doll might scare, have scared me a little bit more as a kid. Um, yeah. It just didn't like stick with me. Like the image of that skeleton. Right. You know? and, and that skeleton showed up in like um, promotional, oh. Oh, whatever commercials and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also this episode, like I feel like I didn't see it very often as a kid. Maybe no. once or twice during my whole childhood. I don't know if they were trying to avoid showing it or something. But it's just like too scary. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I feel like we got it a lot here. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're a little Preparing more. Preparing goes for life here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vaughn, let me ask, because Andrew and I talk a lot about the episodes that were on all the time. Dangerous Soup, uh, Dollmaker. Um, Renegade Virus was on a lot. What what yeah. were what were some of the ones you really felt like? God, every time I turn on the TV, this this episode is on. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was a lot of season one. So I feel like mm. we got Nightly Neighbors, we got Super Specs a lot, Captured Souls, Dark Music as well. Um, and I do feel like we got a lot of Dollmaker and. Yeah, like those kind of episodes. Okay. Um, Old Man Cochrane as well. I feel like I oh, saw cool. that. Like every time I turned it on, I was like, we've gone all the way back around the <laughs> whole season cycle. Um, yeah, we I watch those all the time. Those yeah. are those are good ones. Those are good ones. Yeah, a lot. yeah. I yeah. consider myself very, very spoiled. But then maybe that's because they're the ones that I wanted to see. So I would never mm. have turned them off. Sure. Yeah, Whereas, like, yeah. if it's like prisoners past, you know, I'm just <laughs> giving it, giving it a pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, that, um, that... yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I feel like 
again, like Andrew, that was one of one of the things that I thought about almost instantly as well. Um, so it's just wow. such an iconic scene. And I am a sucker for any scene in which a kid is hanging <laughs> to the side yeah. Like yeah. of a unit, like getting pulled. I, I just, yeah, it's a very final wish moment. I just love it. Yeah. So they, they make great use of that. And you know, like that's that's like a trope left in the 90s, right? It does seem like that. Um, it's yeah, it's such a good effect. Uh, yeah, and maybe that. somebody will bring it back after this. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, great, great pick. So glad it's Thank represented. Um, a shout out to Zachary Jackson Brown, our friend. He picked the Crimson Clown scene, uh, the nightmare as well. Nice, yeah, love it. Yep. Uh, Vaughn, number six. Yeah, so my number six is from the tale of the night shift, mm. and it's the roof scene. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it probably is surprising that it's at number six. And, um, you know, this, this is kind of seen as one of the, you know, one of the best episodes overall and probably one of the better made episodes as well. Um, but I just thought that the roof scene is such a great section of the episode um such a great looking vampire probably one of the best villains aesthetically speaking that we have on are you afraid of the dark and one of the most threatening vampires um we see quite a few vampires throughout the whole series but none of them are really quite as outwardly evil if that makes sense like You've got Dreyfus in the catacombs, but he's kind of like a mess. <laughs> um, and we never really see the nightly neighbors kind of doing, you know, like actually biting anyone apart from like the dream sequence. Mm, yeah. um, so I just, I love this scene. I love this villain. And um, so like a little bit of context to the scene. Um, the main character is Amanda. She volunteers at a hospital. I'm not sure you can even do that, but... This kid is doing that and she's showing the ropes to this new girl called Margot. And she's doing all of this while trying to shake off a guy who has faked an illness to kind of harass her at work in this hospital um, and spend some time with her. And so people start acting a little bit weird when she's doing the night shift and she bumps into a guy she knows called Felix, who is like, well, there's vampires loose in the hospital and it's been feeding on everyone. Uh, he kind of mentions that the only way that they can get rid of this vampire is to get rid of the coffin. And as he's warning the girl, um, Margot shows up and says that vampires don't just need their coffins, they also need blood. And then we figure out that she is the vampire. Um, and I just kind of love that scene where she transforms into so like from this cute girl into this towering green vampire, I just think that's such a great, a great scene. Um, I also love the way that she's running away and this vampire is just kind of like casually walking along until she kind of um, gets cornered on the roof. I shall drop you and then lick up what's left. <laughs> The old-fashioned way is best. Ah! 
think that is one of the darkest things that's ever said um, in this in this um, series. Um, but then he he doesn't do that. He says the old fashioned way is best. Um, and yeah, in the nick of time, they burn the coffin, and he kind of erupts into flames. And it's just probably one of the most dramatic scenes that we see in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, yeah. But yeah, I I love a vampire episode, and I think this is probably one of the most ominous um, portrayals of of that kind of character in Are You Afraid of the Dark? So yeah. yeah, that is that is my pick. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is a great scene. I was I was toying with it. Um, I, uh, I I was especially watching that moment where he was holding her over the roof, and I was thinking like. How is he going to? I mean, we've maybe we've talked about this before, but it's like, how does she end up getting back on the roof? And then, <laughs> yeah. of course, he does that thing, which it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We discussed this one a couple years ago with Vince, and I, I do remember us just marveling really at this whole sequence, uh, just how well done it was, how kind of sinister it was. Um, and really a great performance by the, it's like this, you could tell whoever this vampire is like a thespian, like this guy is an <laughs> actor. Um, and, um, yeah, it's really just played perfectly. I mean, this is a, I think another episode that I think we, I think we may have rated it straight fives or it was close to, but even still feels kind of underappreciated in the, yeah. the, the canon here. Yeah, str- like just talking about what I saw on TV, I never saw this one on TV. Mm. And I think mm. maybe this is one that I only saw when I actually got the whole series a lot later on. Um, and I just remember thinking like this this is kind of a next level episode in terms of how well done it is. Um, and so I had to include this scene. I think, yeah just a really threatening character and a really kind of out there scene. And I just wanted something that kind of emphasizes that this is a show that really just did push that boundary. And a lot of other kids shows just would never have gone there. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Good point. All right. Very good. Uh, Two thumbs up. I'll just say right now, it's, it's not on my list, but um, it's maybe an oversight on my part uh, to speak to my point of maybe just, like I didn't think hard enough here, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, some listener picks. Ethan picked uh, when Melissa finds Susan in the dollhouse. Uh, yes. very good pick. Yep, pick. yep. And Adventure USA said the scene when Goth is defeated. It's hilarious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe worthy of a Ferguson. Um, yeah, or funniest or funniest scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, funniest scenes would be a really, really good one. Uh, yeah. uh, we should have done that category. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be yeah. talking about six and seven a lot. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, like the dollhouse episode, I think um, I only didn't mention because of the fact that you've just done the episode review and you did mm. such a great job. So really enjoyed that that last episode. Uh, that was all Seamus, all Seamus. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, my number six, uh, I'd be, I'd be flabbergasted if this was on anybody's, um, list. This is probably the only one that is a recent, like I didn't really remember or think about the scene until we recovered it as a podcast. Mm. 
Um, I call this Jed meets Gordon. Do you guys know it? Um, yes. This is <laughs> the tale of the full moon. Uh, oh. And this is the big reveal at the end when um, yeah. when the kids are kind of trapped in Jed's room and this werewolf looking man bursts in. Great, great makeup. Um, <laughs> but it's really the way the scene is played. Um, I think it's like the closest Are You Afraid of the Dark gets to X-Files. It's mm. this like, you know, it's this kind of mor- morality tale that we get in X-Files sometimes, which is, you know, sometimes the monster's just part of the family. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's really kind of twisted for an Are You Afraid of the Dark. It, it's, it, there's not really another sh- episode that ends like this. Um, the, and the twist, of course, on top of it, that the mom already knew, um, uh, the mom already kind of knew about the whole secret. She walks in and, you know, she's talking mm-hmm. about like, yeah, I'm getting to accept it. And I love the brother so much. Like, ah, oh, he says rumors. People can be so cruel. Um, <laughs> I see you've met Gordon. My dad's in school. Gordon? My brother. Yeah, well, I got news for you, buddy. Your brother's got a problem. Yeah, I know. Lycanthropy is a terrible disease. Everybody tells me I should just put him out of his misery. But he's family. That's all I got. Yeah, well, my mom's all I've got. And when she finds out about this, she's gonna... Jed? I already know. You're not scared? I was at first, but I'm trying to understand, honey. I hope you will, too. Does he really eat kids? Rumors. People can be so cruel. There's lots of different kinds of families, Jed. This is just one of them. gotta stop eating bets and uh you know gordon panting in the room is like kind of just like this this good boy like you know just a good boy uh and there's i don't know just this yeah this this tale of like there's so many different types of family and i don't count the cookout scene that it blends into but damn if i counted it i mean it is just perfection uh it's it's just i don't know it's it's a it's unique and i and i felt like i had to include I had to include this because I feel like there's no other scene in Are You Afraid of the Dark quite like it, where the monster mm-hmm. is actually like, <laughs> he's going to be your brother now, like your stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really trying to think, but I do think that it is very, very yeah. unique. When I was a kid, I kind of wasn't into this episode because it didn't end in a dark way. It was kind of like a little mm-hmm. bit too jokey and I didn't really get it, but I think I have found a lot of affection for it in more recent times, but it is a really cool pick. Yeah. And uh, I do appreciate the makeup as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a great looking episode, um, but a very good pick. I, I really do love the, um, that last like minute though, that the <laughs> cookout. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite like final moments of Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, I love Jed going. Well, he's got to stop eating people's pets. <laughs> yeah, 
and that shot like the final uh the final shot of him like grabbing onto that leg yeah um playing catch whatever or fetch yeah uh, yeah um but uh very good very good scene I, I and i love that episode of course yeah yeah it's it's not like a top five or maybe not even a top 10 for me but yeah this up uh, this scene just for me is like uh yeah i think a unique unique i, I think nice. very good, yeah. yeah for sure um all right let's see here tim tim mentioned his favorite scene being the first time you see the frozen ghost uh, mm. in the episode yeah that's a classic scene for sure Great. very memorable like first hand kind of camera like like you're from his perspective right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 in the in the log right <laughs> yeah yeah why why not (laughs) yeah um andrew number five yeah um my number five is tale of the lonely ghost uh the sneaking into the house for the Mm. first time and see and uh laying eyes on the ghost oh my god chills backwards help me uh, yep. <laughs> um the girl like in the episode gets uh goaded into going into the abandoned house next door and she sneaks in and goes upstairs and she hears the writing of help me on the wall and then she looks back and sees the ghost appear in the mirror um i I just think it's like one of the most effective scenes in the show where that moment is like it is creepy even now that moment uh is creepy um and especially with how the ghost looks uh it's just so bizarre it's like it just really captures the um moments in are you afraid of the dark that it can be like legitimately scary i think um and 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 of course an iconic uh uh moment in this episode yeah yeah like any any time they make a kid creepy like that Mm. is just yeah chef's kiss (laughs) yeah Um, it is definitely a very dark episode as well um yeah yeah when i when i think about the the moments that they used in adverts it was always it was always that for us yeah um Um, a couple of others as well but uh she also has like another great scream um scene the girl screaming when she sees the ghost um I mean, oh, I'm lo- sorry. Oh, I'm loving this list. Uh, your list is. Uh, oh, thanks. I feel like we're. This is not on my list, but I. I it's like very satisfying because these are kind of a lot of picks where, I was like, man, I got to cut this, but uh, here you are, <laughs> doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, this, this one definitely for me as well, Andrew. Like I did think about it a lot, um, yeah. and and as I say, I was really afraid that I would if I had a chance to just pick all season one or season one and season mm, two because yeah. it is so strong um also the way that the girl doesn't talk like yeah. 
at all. It is just like adds this extra layer of like creepiness to the episode. Yeah, for sure. And that scene. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's an episode like, again, that didn't make my top five list when, uh, of episodes, but this particular scene is like, I think pretty much perfect. Right on. Are you um are you counting as well, Andrew? Like the the story that Beth tells before they go into the house, like with her friend. Um, I mean, I I <laughs> ideally I'd count it. Um, but, but I think you can count you know, it. Okay, all right, I'll throw it in. <laughs> That's great. I'm skeptical, but, I, but uh, I'm skeptical, <laughs> but I'll allow it. <laughs> it's just such a great build up because when you're a kid, you hear like horror stories like that they're very commonplace and then when we see like that it's true uh it's just top tier scene yeah Yeah. nice work andrew thank you um marley's pick here she says she loves the ending scene on the tale of the chameleons oh Yes, nice. <laughs> we, we don't. We haven't talked about that one like no, no. practically at all. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, great pick. Yeah, I do like that episode, and I feel like it doesn't get enough credit because it's the Maoris. Yeah, mm. like you know, people will think that oh, you're only choosing them because it's them, but it is. It's a really good episode. Yeah, yeah. agreed. I feel like that one was on pretty often when we were younger. But... Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Vaughn, number five. Well, I feel weird about kind of segueing into such a kind of silly scene or like creepy silly scene after such a serious pick from you, Andrew. But I went with the tale of the ghastly grinner and I went for the bus scene. Which one? The bus scene. Oh, the bus. Oh, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of being on like adverts, commercials in the 90s, this this guy was always, (laughs) always on um, adverts for the show. So I know this is a bit of a crazy choice because there's no ghastly grinner in the scene. Uh, We haven't met him yet at this point, um, but I actually love the buildup of um, how we don't see the grinner until later on in this episode um it's kind of halfway through and we're just kind of seeing his victims um and yeah this scene for me is just so representative of how wacky but creepy that like perfect balance of the two that's a formula that i afraid of the dark uses so well wait where are we going to the comic book shop maybe that lady knows how to stop the grinner okay we'll have to be home by six There's got to be a clue in here somewhere. Something that tells us how to send the Grinner back. Oh my gosh, your parents. My parents. Us. Ethan. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just perfect. Are oh, you afraid of the dark? It's, it's can you imagine writing that scene and then and then being like, okay, we're gonna direct this scene, we're gonna make this happen. Like, you're gonna be like a demonic possessed bus driver, like drooling blue goo, and your head's gonna be kind of like spinning around. I I just I vividly remember this scene from when I was a kid. It was 
both crazy to me and terrifying and I think something from this episode had to be in it and it's a bit of a strange choice because it's not the ghastly grinner but I, I think this scene is it just perfectly encapsulates why this episode is so beloved and it's because it's just it's something else it's just kind of in a league of its own yeah um yeah that's a great pick uh and I, I think it maybe doesn't get enough credit for the bus really looking like it's moving fast. Like yeah. however they filmed this, uh, it's really convincing. Um, but the bus driver is so great. Like oh his God. head spinning around. Oh and, my God. Uh, the goo coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. The blue goo. <laughs> like a, yeah. Oh, it's great. They really nailed like a comic book moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real comic energy um yeah. it feels frantic and uh it feels like a bus truly out of control i mean uh yeah. you know and maybe perhaps an homage to bus driver stew and pete and pete mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah, i like to think so. <laughs> on more than one occasion doing my picks i was like this feels a bit pete and Petey," but <laughs> it really does um it's yeah it's probably the bus it's probably the hat yeah <laughs> um, it's probably the kind of out of control driver um but yeah when i i knew i wanted to include this episode and then as i kind of watched all of the different scenes i was thinking well i would choose the scene where the grinner kind of you know makes his way into the real world or the scene where it's kind of like the the kind of end scene where we're wrapping up but this just this just to me felt like the moment that i can remember as a kid so yeah yeah had to be this. I, I like that i um, do too I, I was kind of flipping through ghastly grinner and i couldn't decide on yeah so something hot. and i was focusing on the grinner though so maybe you know yeah i was like not thinking about the whole full full episode i guess yeah i think um, i think maybe some of the best stuff is non-grinner i think it's like the parents yeah. the bus driver i think it's yeah, yeah. good pick good pick yeah, Thank nice you very one. much. Uh, my number five is shared with our friend who is just on this month, uh, Logan. And that is meeting Dr. Vink slash riddles in a cabin. Oh. Um, this is from the episode, the tale of the phantom cab, an episode that I'm not all that partial to. Uh, but I remember this scene so well from being a kid. Uh, we're a cabin in the woods mad scientist setting um you know i i just i love it like and this is a really long scene this is a six or seven minute scene open up you boys have made a very grave mistake i don't suppose either of you are any good at riddles Uh, I think we have the wrong house. Bye. Boys, boys, you've made a mistake. If you're at my door at this time of night, you've taken a wrong turn and lost your way. Correct? Yeah. Happens all the time. Come in, come in. Get warm. Um, and it's, uh... Is that allowed? Are you allowing it? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm surprised <laughs> that it's that long even. Yeah, they knock on the door at like 10 minutes uh, and they're there for a while. I mean, there's like a lot of banter, like they need to get home. I mean, the riddles don't start for like three minutes. Um, and then once we're in the riddles, they like, it's too hard. Then they give up and <laughs> Vink does this like, yeah, well, just get out of here then type thing. And they're like, <laughs> oh, give me another chance. Um, it's just a great set piece. I think it introduces Dr. Vink perfectly, gives you like his little tropes and his characteristics. Um, the 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 riddles are iconic. I mean, the barrel riddle. Sure. You're, you're sure. never gonna you're never gonna get a '90s Nick kid on the barrel riddle. Just forget it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just I just love the whole thing. I rewatched it today, and um, it's like really warm. It starts by kind of trying to be inviting, which I think is perfect because Doctor Vink is like that's his whole thing. You kind of feel safe for with him for a second. And then really he like can flip the switch into maniacal pretty quickly. Um, and uh, yeah, just a, a cozy little scene here that um, I think is a great way to kind of get the series going. If you consider this, you know, however you consider it, it's either one or two. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I do feel like it gets overlooked just cause it's the first in the yeah. season one and i feel like people kind of overlook it for that reason i'm not sure yeah, yeah. the the younger brother oh go ahead no no i was just gonna say people don't talk about it enough yeah the younger brother is um a real problem his acting is a real problem it's 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 it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, atro- it's, a, it's atrocious uh <laughs> and and near and near i was like watching i'm like is this kid gonna keep this scene off the list I'm like no, <laughs> I, I I refuse. <laughs> oh, Danny. Um, I sort of toyed briefly with putting the cab ride at the end. Oh, with Finn uh, on my list. Yeah. Um, I ultimately decided against it, but uh... but that is like a classic uh, moment where he, his head spins around. Yeah, I yeah. sort of died. Um, yeah. That's what I kind of mean when I was talking about trying to avoid really quick moments. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Rather than sure. the scene, but I, the car, the car ride itself is pretty fun. Still, like Finn is pretty. Like, yeah. He's bouncing yeah. all over the place, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun. And that's the barrel. Uh, sure. I do love the cab driver. I think that's a great effect. Lots of kind of yeah, well, kind of like another. 180 head turn so there's a little bit of a connection there to the last pick (laughs) yeah yeah all right guys let's keep rolling here uh number four yeah number four um mine is and this is where i kind of got a little sloppy but mine is the renegade virus (laughs) um i'll say i'll Uh say the the chase the final chase okay that whole sequence but really starting like when he real when he like comes out of the game in school oh, like right. from then to the end is pretty much perfect but so you're picking half the episode <laughs> well i'm just, i'll just i'll just make it the chase the chase okay. scene the final okay. one okay um where uh the virus i'll i'll start it at where he sees the giant lock yeah so he sees the lock yes. and then he runs home the, 
And then the virus uh, comes riding into the house on his bike. Oh my and then, gosh. <laughs> and sliding up backward uh, on the banister, like sliding up it instead of down. Uh, um, just to say, that was Quincy's favorite. What? It's your oven to help. Not until you apologize. Stop being a dweeb, help me. <laughs> Anybody home? <laughs> I'm sorry, all right. I don't believe you. I'm running out of time, Evan. Okay, relax. I programmed the virus myself. It won't do anything to you. No, what do you call this? Oh, no. <laughs> Going up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the virus riding backwards up yes. the stairs. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, busting through the door, Uh, all that, all that, uh, fog (laughs) behind him. So cool. Um, And finally, like just this whole maniacal, like another laughing scene where he's, um, moving to insert his, what a connector into the kid's hand. Um, God. Everything like this has it sort of has it all for me. Like it's both hilarious and frightening and kind of like grotesque at the same time. Um it's just such a fun sequence. Man. I love could, it. Couldn't agree more. It's just it's just top to bottom. This episode is it's it's great. I mean, I know we yeah, recent, we recently great. talked about it. We, you and I gushed. Melissa <laughs> amused us. Um, but uh, it's really just so well directed and 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 executed. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah if, it, if you want a villain, then then this <laughs> is. If you want a villain, a little bit of a wacky storyline. Um, yeah, it's it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'll include his, uh, might as well include his destruction um, and his like throbbing head <laughs> yes. brain thing. Yes. Uh, oh my God. So good on so many levels. Agreed. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> well done, Andrew. You're, <laughs> you're, you, you're, 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 you're sizzling. <laughs> uh, uh, Vaughn, number four. My number four. Yeah. It's the tale of the renegade virus. Whoa! And it's, it's exactly the same scene. Whoa! Um, yes. I know. Which is why, Andrew, when you were talking, I was really trying to hold my tongue. I was like, I can't give it away. Um, but I called this scene going up. Um, nice. I believe that's what he said is as he rides the banister. So I won't Good dwell enough. on this too much. But <laughs> Evan's got 10 minutes to defeat the virus. Um, yeah, he shows up at the door, he rings the doorbell, um, and as Evan's typing in codes, trying to keep the virus at bay, he breaks down the door, as you say, riding a tiny bicycle, um, hands on hips, he announces he's going up, mounts the banister, um, and yeah, as as he's still typing in combos, the virus knocks the door down, smoke billowing, asks if Evan missed him um and I love I love um that he says rule number one I win you lose and I just I I love I am a sucker for something like that and then are you afraid of the dark 
Press any key. Guess you lose. <laughs> Think so? Press any key. <laughs> now, I'll need your hand. <laughs> and yeah, he's like dangling the plug over the port in Evan's hand and he says, I think I'm going to enjoy being inside your brain. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I also did note the way that his brain kind of throbs and then like explodes. And um, yeah, he, yeah, he's um, dramatic, ridiculous, completely and utterly, again, like I'm just sitting here thinking, who made this up? How... Did they write it down? And if so, did someone read it and think, what on earth is happening? Like, what, how are we going to bring this to life? Like, I just need to know how much of this was kind of planned and how much was just kind of like yeah. of the moment madness. But yeah, I, I'm with you. This exact scene, this exact episode, it is, it is in my top scenes of all time. Nice. <laughs> i can't i i love that that's uh the one the first one that we've uh yeah that's where we now. come together to ignore like, <laughs> yeah. i almost didn't include this because i was thinking well again they just covered it and it was such a good review but i had to yeah oh no i, I love it yeah uh, it's great it's such a just like unhinged moment yeah <laughs> Well, it won't it won't be for all three of us. Um but uh but god, I love it. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> um listener NFL Super Pro official picked the reveal of the pool monster in Dead Man's Float. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that. Pretty iconic. Uh my number 4, I'll go kind of fast here cuz we have another one in common. Uh Andrew, I picked Sam's Crimson Nightmare. Wow! Nice. Yeah, uh, we got we got the the balloon head popping. We got the clown mur- uh, un- just just destroying Sam verbally. Let me out of here! What's going on? What am I doing here? Let me out of here! Let me out of here! <laughs> Sam, you're a bad kid. Do you know? What we do to kids like you? <laughs> uh, we got we got the like rope arms dragging him into the closet. Uh, for me, the real kicker is the life-size clown bursting through the door. Uh, <laughs> yes. j- j- just like you think I'm done mocking you? Not even close. Uh, and it's just. I think, yeah, one of the most outwardly straight horror scenes in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, I think initially I, it's a scene I've thought a lot about throughout my life. Not a lot. I, I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's a scene that I think about when I think about Crimson Clown and I didn't think it actually would make my top seven, but I rewatched it. Uh, and I was like, nope, this, this kicks, <laughs> this kicks so much butt. Uh, yes. and, uh, <laughs> 
it's really very does. brave of them to do another clown. Like yeah, when yeah. you think about like they they must have known at this point um when they're making Crimson Clown that Zebo is like the clown yeah, of this yeah. of this show. And yeah, I think they do a really good job of kind of reinventing it, making it a little bit more, I don't know, like Hokey isn't the word, isn't the word, but a little bit more kind of wacky villainous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you also fun. you also get to see um, like the clown co- actually coming after. Yes, him. yeah. Uh, He's very like a bit more of a hands-on clowning yeah. attitude than Zebo, <laughs> who's kind of like he's in the shadows. But this guy's just like, this is me. I'm walking towards you with his hands and his yeah. It's just such a yeah. His laugh I can see the right now. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, speaking of Zebo, uh, Slimy's Dream picked seeing Zebo in the mirror reflection and laughing in the dark. Hmm. Uh, Justin said the whole scene and laughing, the final room doors to escape, and first Zemo, Zebo dubby reveal. Uh, so, yeah. Little laughing in the dark love. Nice. Yeah. Love it. All right, top three, folks. The big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is probably my most predictable one on the on the list. Um, it's Midnight Madness, Nosferatu, uh, the whole Nosferatu like chase scene. You know what? I just had the weirdest dream. What? I thought I saw Nosferatu step out of the movie. <laughs> I think you've been working here too long. This is this is the episode I was talking about where I thought it would absolutely be mm. on my list, but I couldn't pick yeah. the scene that I thought was right. Yeah. Well, uh, basically I'm thinking of like the moment that after, from when he comes out of the screen till they get back to the screen, um, like all just the slow creep of Nosferatu moving around the building, the, the shot of his fingers coming around the side of the door <laughs> And uh, and the big reveal of him, like, busting the doors open, and he's standing right there looking so insane. Um, and, uh, and, I mean, in my mind, this at least stretches out to uh, showing up in the projection booth, almost biting the girl. Um, it's just, like, the, the stretch of... I guess in my mind, it's like the best overall chase scene in the series. Um, and a lot of it even comes from not from not even see before you see Nosferatu and just uh, like the tension that they're building. They slowly build it up until he reveals. Um, anyway, just uh, okay. I, 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 you know, I did toy with it a little bit but i just decided i had to put it on there just like for me it's a necessary scene yeah it's it's almost such an iconic episode that you're like is this an obvious choice yeah sure you're picking your best scenes so yeah (laughs) that is it's where i stumbled on it where i was like i gotta have something for midnight madness but watching it i didn't feel like I mean, I almost like the scene with Dr. Vink um, haggling with the theater owner just as much as (laughs) anything else in the episode. Uh, And so I was watching. I'm like, you know, I'm not I'm just not sure I like feel more strongly about one scene than the other in a good way. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, But certainly 
certainly Nosferatu deserves uh, a spot on someone's list. Uh, and I'm, I'm and again, you're you're doing you're you're picking you're you're carrying the load here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I and I get not putting it on your list too. I just uh, yeah, for, just had to do it. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so Vince, our old buddy Vincenzo Vince, uh, agreed with you. Nice. He said Nosferatu. Well, he picked specifically Nosferatu emerging from the screen during the dream, yeah, yeah. but um, sure. all kind of part of the bigger bigger thing. So, yeah. Nice. Love it. Vaughn, number three. Yeah, I have done it again. So it is the tale of Midnight Madness. And wow. I, it. I know. Is it this I Don't Want Your is- Popcorn Money? no no i didn't choose that scene i chose nosferatu enters the real world so literally i clipped the scene exactly like andrew did from when he leaves the screen to when they lure him back in which that is one of my favorite parts of the scene is kind of watching him from above kind of like make his way really slowly back into the screen no Hey, what is going on? It's Dr. Vink, it's gotta be. He's trying to scare me. Well, he's doing a good job. You know what's your Dr. Vink. Um, so I won't dwell on it too much because I think you did a really good job of kind of explaining how iconic the scene is. Um, but I love the concept of a silent movie villain in the real world. Um, and the execution of how he steps out of the theater. And yeah, it's those hands for me, like those really skinny, very, very long white fingers just kind of, you know, coming out of the screen. And um, I do love when they open the door and he's standing there with his hands crossed over his chest, (laughs) like holding his hands in the air. It's amazing. Uh, And of course, like I already said, you know, for me, if there's a villain that is really going to put it into the top tier for me. And this villain is iconic and probably, yeah, probably one of the best that we've got in the whole, in the whole series. Yeah. Um, also I had to pick a Vink. Like I uh, yeah, yeah. had to choose a Vink episode and, and I think this is the best one. Um, yeah. So Again, just one of those picks where you're like, if I showed this to someone to convince them, you know, why there are adults out there who have appreciation <laughs> for this show, then I guess this is one that I'm showing them. Yeah. An amazing, amazing scene. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, pretty incredible. Two in a row. Yeah, Two in a row. <laughs> And and I I would I would have been right right this would have been the one we all agreed on it felt oh, like yeah. if yeah. it felt like the one that had the biggest shot um, yeah 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 sure. so I'm sorry to I'm sorry to do it but I, I think you guys are 100 percent correct and um yeah it's just it it belongs there it belongs there yeah um I I also just wanted to mention something I noticed. Maybe we talked about it when we talked about this episode in the past, but um, that when after the vampire is destroyed and the kid pulls away the cape and there's that like dust Mm. where the vampire was, just a cool effect. Um, Yeah, very cool. Nice, nice. Um, Well, my number my number three uh, was also picked by Manny. And Ryan, mm. 
and uh, I think you'll know it. I call this scene. You promised. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god. <laughs> You knew that they're only doing this to appease you at this point. What? This this scene this scene is on capital U unbelievable, folks. Uh we we start we start in the doorway uh of Madeline's apartment. Uh she enters, it's dark, the em- the apartment is empty. nothing no couch no furniture uh stained walls where the paintings once stood and there is a there is a lone painting on the floor of of just madeline and her uh she holds it up it's this creepy painting when when the camera swivels the apartment is suddenly refilled with furniture i mean holy hell great editing set design um and then madeline pops up right behind this painting and she is uh, agonized in her pleading that this was the worst day this is the worst day she could have abandoned her the worst day 10 years ago uh lightning crashing uh why did you break your promise you broke your promise you're just like my nephew please don't hurt me i waited for you all day. You didn't come. I'm sorry. How could you do this to me? Um, you know, just horrifying. This this woman agonized, this dead woman. Uh, she runs to her apartment. We get the little note under the doorway that says, "You, why, why did you break your promise? Uh, and then we get the flash of lightning where we see the silhouette of Ma- uh, Madeline outside the door. Um uh, or outside her apartment window, um, uh, just just a masterclass in filmmaking. Uh, this is this this scene. If I was ranking the scenes that maybe stayed with me the most, as like immediately when I was a child being scarred, uh, this may be number one. Um, I thought about this scene a lot. I think you know if I could just tell a personal story here. My mom, when she was in between jobs, she she did work at like an old people's apartment home. Uh, She would kind of go apartment to apartment, clean up for them, do their laundry. And I was little. And so I would go to these apartments with her uh, and I would just sit there and usually like whatever they were watching, I'd watch with them. Usually Price is Right. Um, And I, I had some of these like kind of weird kind of connections. Not like I didn't, I didn't become friends like she became friends, but there was a guy named Joe Franklin who I just loved. He was really grouchy. He was always like really whining and moaning at my mom, like taking his anger out on her, but also like you could tell was just so happy to have anybody around. Um, And so like this, this whole idea of this, this person that just needs somebody and then the twist of them being dead and angry, uh, just, just did it for me i mean just this scene is should i move it up to number one i don't know maybe did you... <laughs> like, how is this do you feel this passionately about literally any other scene because if not it needs to be a number one i might point. not uh, <laughs> i mean i think i think the other two scenes above this are maybe more i don't maybe man did i just mess up 
<laughs> we can just we can just say now. Like if you in your heart know this is number one, right? Then we'll, we'll just keep it in mind. Yeah, let's keep it in mind, folks. I'm putting uh, you promised at three, but know in your hearts of hearts that this is my number one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I was yeah. hoping you you were gonna say like uh, you came out of the. Um, old folks place and mm. turned around and found out it wasn't really <laughs> there's was nobody really there yeah I, yeah I, I as an adult i went back to go see it and the building wasn't even there was never a building there at all uh, <laughs> no it's uh it's um andrew you would know where the apartments are they're they're yeah anyway it i i, I think i think it was just that mixture of real life and tv and actually being effective, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it definitely is. I mean, I, you know, I've been kind of hard on this episode, but uh, I think it is a really well done scene. Um, I think it's a good example of like, of how good Are You Afraid of the Dark really is. Because when I think of that scene, like if I think I was going to make that scene, yeah, I have no idea how I would make it half as good as that right you know? right yes so are you saying it's going to be your number one or <laughs> i'm gearing up for it great 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 um well let's before we get to that let's get to our number twos andrew what do you got sure um my number two is laughing in the dark mm-hmm. walking through the fun house oh my goodness uh everything from like the kid walks up to the door until he gets out on the other side um it's such a good scene. It's like, especially for so early in the series, this really sets things up nicely. Um, the the interaction with the carnival barker at the beginning. Yeah. So good. Sorry, my lad. I didn't mean to scare you. Gonna give it a go, huh? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not indeed. It's the most fun in the park. When you're laughing in the dark. Um, the just like the setting of a haunted house at a carnival is a, is great, and um, and they do it in this really great way where it's like he walks in, and we're as the audience kind of like with him, like oh, this is just a regular haunted hat like it's not that big of a deal like we're, we're almost on the same page and then they like trick us into getting scared or me into getting scared um like uh, what, what's that it's a scary scene oh yeah yeah oh, yeah um you're not alone andrew like <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> uh when he sees like who i guess is the real zebo right um so cre- creepy and it comes out of nowhere love that um and then that room at the end, it's like, uh, it's just so bizarre and cool looking. It looks like a fun house room. And going through these doors is just such a like fun imagery. Um, and then running into, like, they somehow turned this uh, Halloween um, ornament or whatever into something actually that like feels scary somehow. Which is uh, like the fake Zebo. Yeah. Um, so bizarre. And then like the whole idea of him having to grab the nose is great. 
so much suspense. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and when he, le- uh, just like a little detail, but like when he opens that door to leave and there's that, that clapping <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. And then finally, um, that shot of under Zebo's door glowing and mm. the cigar smoke coming out from under it. Yeah. Uh, man, it's just so well done. Yeah. It's crazy. Definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, it it's it's so cool because they like really successfully pull off showing you a haunted house you know what i mean like yes even even the like stagey stuff like the frankenstein and the vampire yeah it still kind of works like it's still kind of yeah. like uh enough to make you feel unsettled obviously seeing the real zebo where he kind of does the mocking back to him where he said yeah. the thing he just said uh is really not you know it would really scare you as a kid um yeah the whole thing is just really well realized and uh yeah gotta be hard to do like gotta hard gotta be hard to film a haunted house sequence where actually it feels as scary as they want it to feel yeah for sure um yeah uh well uh let's see here threat detention said i know it's cliche but pick the right door and you'll go free (laughs) pick the wrong door and there he'll be uh <laughs> that, so that yeah that whole carnival carnival barker with uh aaron Ta- um tagger is just yeah. so great yeah um a- yeah anyway just like uh, on top of loving it it's also a uh full series iconic um yeah segment right 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 good great love it <laughs> Uh, Vaughn, number two? Yes. So my number two is, um, it's from the tale of the super specs and it's called, Mm. this scene is called Take the Children. I think that should explain where we are in the episode. (laughs) Um, So I needed a Sado scene. I think this is the best Sado, personally. Um, Mm. It's comedic because it is Sado, but it's actually a really dark situation. The stuff is really real. Finish the spill. Close the window. Send them back. <laughs> this one. The cosmic seal. <laughs> the scent. For real, Sado. Sado. Who cares? All right, all right, all right. The spell of the cosmic seal. Nimbo. Rhombus. Rondo K. no cause to be worried. I had everything under control. You know, magic is very much... Oh, my. Maybe we didn't do it after all. What is it? Take the children! And then suddenly, two giant eyes appear behind them, prompting Sardo to scream, Take the children! Anyone else doing that would probably do a better job than me. I've been practicing it, like my take the children, but I just can't do it. Like, uh, just... 
do it. So, no, no, I'm no good at it. It's, it's, it's unparalleled the way that he kind of scrunches his hands up and screams it at the screen. Um, oh, amazing. So the giant eyes explain that two universes can't exist on the same plane and balance must be restored. And then there's kind of like this tornado moment and we cut and yes, theoretically seen over, but this kind of carries on for me a little bit. We see two kids that look very similar to Mary Beth and Weeds, but aren't Mary Beth and Weeds trying to do exactly the same thing. Um, And the woman from the other world is explaining in a creepy deep voice, I don't think they'll be bothering you anymore. And we cut the scene. So we see Mary Beth, Weeds and Sardo all screaming to get out of the crystal ball. So we figure out from that that the other universe won. And I just, I needed a Sardo and I needed a dark ending. And this is a really dark ending, but I feel like because it's got Sardo in it, it kind of cushions the kind of (laughs) darkness a little bit, you know, like with the comedic relief. But yeah, I... uh, I love I love this this episode. I have a soft spot for it, but the music, the lighting, everything about this episode is is pretty much why I love Are You Afraid of the Dark? I think this is a great scene. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Love great pick. Um just oh, probably the darkest ending. Yeah. 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 Right next <laughs> to think. dark music, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe- Maybe Pinball Wizard. Ah, oh, right. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's pretty dark. But at least in Pinball Wizard, you kind of get to play a game for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, theoretically, that's what I take from the episode, anyway. But in, in dark music, it's just kind of like, what's what's happened to them? Right. Um, and of course, like I am aware that there are Are You Afraid of the Dark fans who kind of believe this is the end of the Sardo <laughs> you know like people are like actually it's not the first Sardo it's it's the last Sardo and like, anyway I won't get into yeah. that because I'm not I'm not well versed but yeah <laughs> just love it love it yeah uh, yeah I love that detail too that this is the first Sardo and he <laughs> gets trapped forever <laughs> like <laughs> I know um, um I mean just the, the one last thing I'll say is when you know <laughs> they're surrounded by the other world people and the kids are freaking out and he still corrects them as to how to pronounce his name so it's just it's perfect <laughs> yes. uh, yeah he does he also does act great in this one like i feel like this yeah. is the ultimate version of sardo he's really good here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's a that's a that's that is the right pick i think from super specs um i like that and uh michael michael uh, well he in general michael picked the creepy things from the x-ray specs episode uh and brooks said the first time we see the black figures in super specs um and uh, brooks also said learning that the kids are spoiler alert uh dead in old man corcoran yes yeah yeah good one yep all right well, uh, my number two, which is actually my number three, uh, <laughs> because uh, you promised, is Come my on. number one. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number, my number two is from Renegade Virus. It's just not the scene you guys picked. Um, I picked Simon wakes up. Um, 
So this is uh, we discussed this recently, obviously, but the the scene in which he wakes up in the virtual reality, his house is empty. We got the classic throwing of the ball, the window breaking. Um, There's just this great music that's going on during this scene, really like synth synthed out. And um, we get the empty house. We got the static family in the kitchen, the reverberated voices calling out to him. Don't be late for school. The the uh, the or the mom calling him upstairs. The alarm that says don't be late for the school that's not plugged in. We got the bike that glides by. Um, And then it's it's like a it's really like a just a Twilight Zone type of surreal Mm -hmm. what's happening here. And then we have the ultimate dad calling out, Simon, can I have a word with you? And, and then, uh, you know, again, the way the voice is just reverberated and then him going to the door and him being like, man, I either something weird's going on or I'm dreaming. Simon, could I have a word with you? I'm dreaming or something real strange is going on. Well, son, you're not dreaming. So, I guess that leaves us with something strange. (laughs) It goes, well, son, you're not dreaming. And then we get the virus, (laughs) the perfect virus reveal. Virus swivels in the chair uh, and reveals himself. And then we get him screaming, cut to commercial. To me, that's the end of the scene. But um yeah this whole this whole disorienting sequence in the house is i think it's just the one i prefer from the episode though i love the scene you guys picked too um i just love the oddness and the like this how still and creepy it is it's 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 like a different type of horror than actually what comes at the end it's so yeah. trippy yeah it's great uh, this whole episode is um, just a weird masterpiece. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's the line he delivers when he swivels around in the chair, and he's like, "I guess that leaves us with something strange." Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, you know, this guy—he yeah. is like the ultimate villain. Yes, um, such a great scene. Yep. Yeah. It was hard to it was hard to narrow down my pick to the to the later bit, um, and I think the only reason I did was because of you know like the 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 port in the hand oh, yeah. and no uh, you yeah, know yeah. and the the banister you know like I, um but it is it's it's a great scene yeah no I don't yeah. think either, I, neither's wrong here they're both they're both I think all timers for sure yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. Well, we've made it to the top of the mountain. Uh, I mean, oh I, wait, so oh, we what? all have renegade virus. We all have renegade virus right. in some form. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy that that's the maybe the one. Yeah. Well, maybe let's round it out with a little apartment two fourteen, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that is my final pick. Uh, Andrew, um, what what did you go with? Number one. Um, Vaughn said it, super specs. Wow. The seance to the parallel dimension at the end. Wow, wow, wow. 
Um, so good. Just such a, I feel like it's the weirdest, um, are you afraid of the dark scene overall? Um, I love the eyes. Sardo again is just like on in this episode. Like he, he's like found the perfect middle ground of like being goofy, but also watching out for himself first. Um, just really plays well. Um, but this whole last scene, they, I mean, you get so much from it. The seeing all the guys surrounding them, creepy as hell. And then the eyes in the sky and then just an unbelievable transition for, are you afraid of the dark or like any kids show? It's unbelievable even for an adult show, but the, that cut of going to the alternate dimension and our good guys have lost. You did it. You closed the window. Does that mean the ghosts are gone? There were no ghosts, Arlene. You opened a window into a parallel universe. There was a parallel universe in my house? Yes, but I closed the window. <laughs> Funny thing is, they were trying to get rid of you, too. Are they gone for good? I don't think they'll be bothering you anymore. And the ultimate dimension has won. This is insanity. Um, I just love it so much. It's so over the top. I love like the super specs as a item and that they're using them during this whole thing. Um, the it, And it, it does like straddle that perfect line of uh, funny and scary at the same time. Um, so I, I just feel like this is the most like mind blowing e moment in all of the whole series. Excellent pick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It does help as well that the two kid actors are actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But, that is you know, yeah, yeah. They're good at like hamming up like how dramatic and like frightening the scene is, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um and like going back and forth with Sardo is uh, yeah, it's really good. So, um, just like, having no clue what he's doing and just being completely like Sado. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just one distraught Madeline away from being perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, speaking of things people like, Jordan and Evelyn. Both uh, really enjoyed Dream Girl. Jordan said, Erica unfolding the newspaper in the Dream Girl uh, to reveal that Johnny is dead. And Evelyn said, the reveal of Johnny and Donna's grave in Dream Girl chills the first time watching. Yeah. Classic classic episode. Uh, Number one, Vaughn, what is it? So I could have picked so many scenes from this episode and I was positive that something from this episode had to be on one, if not both of your lists, and it's mm. Andrew's number two. <laughs> it's it's crazy that we've literally matched, I think the past three, it is the tale of laughing in the dark. And I refer to it as the bet scene. So when mm. Josh enters the fun house to get Zebo's nose to win the bet. Um, Cigars? Pick the right door and you'll go free. Pick the wrong door and there he'll be. 
this place goodbye. I don't get that nose of dead meat. I think it's it's impossible to leave something from laughing in the dark out um, if you want, you know, scenes that represent what makes Are You Afraid of the Dark so, so amazing. Um, and I love the scene because we get to explore the fun house. Um, and this is the only shot of Zebo that we actually get because, um, you know, like other than that, he's just kind of alluded to, you know, with like the cigar smoke around the house and things like this. Um, yeah. And because we see him in the fun house mirror, it's, it's almost like, almost like, is it an illusion? Is he really there? And I, I'm a sucker for when we're in kind of like a childish, colorful setting, but it's yeah. it kind of helps to make the scene a little bit creepier. So that is definitely um, something that kind of enamors me to this this scene and this episode. So I won't go too much into it because I know that Andrew's already covered it, but for me, this is five out of five, and this is exactly what I want out of my Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, and... Just a bit of a spoiler, obviously I've revealed all five or no, all seven of mine. Um, but I wanted to pick Crimson Clown, but I didn't want to, I didn't want two clown episodes mm, on, yeah. on my list. And that was the only reason why we didn't all have Crimson Clown. Um, <laughs> that exact scene from Crimson Clown on our top seven. Um, but yeah, creepy bad guy, bratty kid a moral of the tale, an amazing set and a bit of a sinister ending. Um, Cause they don't really defeat Zebo; They just kind of appeased him and he's still there kind of waiting for the next kid to cross him. So yeah, love it. <laughs> Perfect. It's, I yeah. love a clown. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so magical. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is my favorite uh, episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark ever. I think we discussed years ago, but um yeah it's it's so perfectly done and my number two is also laughing in the dark what i previously had listed as one um, Jeez, it should be one wow. really but it's not the but... scene you guys picked it's not the scene you guys picked so kind of like oh. kind of kind of like with renegade virus here i went with home alone with zebo um <laughs> or or we can call it give it Back. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, One day is the best I'm gonna do. No way, Weege. You're not scaring me. It's a joke. He's trying to get me. I'll show him. I'm not scared. He can't scare him with kids' stuff. There's no such thing as Zebo the Clown. No way. I'll just eat dinner and... 
up, Josh. Oh, how can that burn so fast? I, and it's kind of similar with Renegade Virus. Like, I went with the kind of scene where the kid is home alone. Um, but it is the scene from Laughing in the Dark that I thought about more, I guess, than the haunted house scene growing up. Uh, because I think being home alone always did really scare me. Um, I, I'm the youngest child in my family. And so I think by the time I was like, whatever of age to be just left home alone, I think my parents were like, peace out. Uh, and so I felt like I was home a lot, home alone a lot. And so just this unsettling feeling of doors creaking and even just as simple as a phone going off or the microwave, uh, Certainly someone calling from within the house, foot yeah. footprints, cigars, um, <laughs> the whole the whole thing is much more nightmarish to me uh, than anything else. So I just I love this whole sequence. And really, this kid deserves every last scare he's getting. Um, so it also is equally uh, satisfying. Um, but Zebo on the Zebo on the phone pleading to give it back is. Yeah, uh, I have it. I have Home Alone with Zebo as my number one. I do think you guys are right. I'm a little more passionate about You Promised, so that's probably really my real one. But um, yep, yeah, I think I think most Are You Afraid of the Dark fans could agree that these two episodes go hand in hand. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I think the only reason I didn't pick this scene because I agree, like I, I love so much about it. The cigars in the microwave, the Zebo footprint yep. in the pudding on the floor, and the way that he puts all the cutlery out out of nervousness. <laughs> oh, the just, fact that he, yeah, I love that. It's great. Just just those little extras is what makes this episode so amazing. Yeah. Um, but because I chose that scene of Renegade Virus, I just thought that they yeah. They are very similar in that kind of home alone, someone's in the house. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I thought it was a bit of an overlap, but both amazing in that regard. So good. Yeah. So good. I can almost smell the uh, the cigars from here. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. It's pretty appropriate it. how much they let that kid like be around the cigar smoke in this episode. <laughs> um, it does just like billow out. <laughs> uh before we get to close call andrew you want to recap your list uh sure um number seven the crimson clown the clown dream number six dark music the carnival door number five lonely ghost uh sneaking into the house number four renegade virus uh the virus the final virus chase number three midnight madness nosferatu uh the chase uh number two laughing in the dark walking through the fun house and number one, super specs the seance. Very nice. That's a that's a good list. I mean, you guys you guys messed up with super specs, but otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. You need to go back to it, you know. Yeah. Have a little watch. Me enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I I watched it last October, and I was like, this is boring. This is how good. No. No, guys, don't don't sweat it. I know I'm wrong. Everybody on Earth loves super specs. It's it's all right. Uh, Vaughn, what was your seven? Okay, so number seven was Quicksilver, Aaron's dream sequence. Um, number six was Tale of the Night Shift and the roof scene. Mm. Um, five, Ghastly Grinner, the bus scene. Um, then number four was 
uh, the tale of the renegade virus uh, going up. Number three was Midnight Madness, Nosferatu enters the real world. Um, <laughs> Take the Children was my number two from the tale of the super specs. And uh, my number one was the bet scene, um, Josh enters the fun house in the tale of Laughing in the Dark. Yeah. Yeah. So many good lines, too, in Laughing in the Dark. Just, like, a lot of quotable yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, very quotable. Yeah. It was hard not to choose the last scene, actually, because it, it's just an iconic ending. Yeah. Um, especially, like, anything that Betty Ann narrates, is, it's really hard not to choose that scene. Oh, boy. But, um, yeah, I know, I know how you feel, so I won't even... I won't even go there, but yeah. <laughs> you could wax lyrical, I, I know. <laughs> uh, my, my, my top seven, um, The Tale of the Quiet Librarian, Discovery of the Quiet Reading Room. Number six, The Tale of the Full Moon, Jed Meets Gordon. Uh, number five, The Tale of the Phantom Cab, Meeting Dr. Vink. Um, number four, The Tale of the Crimson Clown, Sam's Crimson Nightmare. Uh I'm revising here. Number three, uh, The Tale of the Renegade Virus, Simon Wakes Up. Uh, number two, Home Alone with Zebo, Laughing in the Dark. And number one, folks, you asked for it. You got it. The Tale of Apartment 214. You promised. Very good. Uh, yeah. All right. You want to do close call? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, my official close call is Entering the Dollhouse, Tale of the Dollmaker. Yeah, good one. Um, yeah, just a great sequence. We dig, dug into it uh, pretty recently, but um, just a lot of cool stuff happening in there. Her hand coming off, the giant uh, ant walking yeah. through the <laughs> attic. You mean the person um, behind it all, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, might be like my favorite, like, uh, well, I don't know. It's just a cool set. A very for, cool set, like sure. idea and everything. So. Yes. Great one. Great one. Um, that was definitely, I think that would be my top 10. It would be my top 10. Yeah. Sure. Vaughn, close call. Oh, I can't pick one. I have a few. <laughs> I won't go into detail. Okay. No, I can pick, I can pick one top one and it is. It's a bit of a weird pick. So I didn't, it didn't make my top seven and I felt I was a bit vampire heavy. So I kind of mm. laid off this one, but there's a scene in the tale of the nightly neighbors where we see everyone in the neighborhood uh, losing their energy. And like I said, it's Betty Ann and she's narrating over the top and it kind of felt a bit Pete and Pete to me, you know, like when mm. they have the bandages on their necks and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like yeah. everyone in the neighborhood is kind of, you know, like walking around a bit zombie-like because they've lost their energy. They've been bitten by the vampires. Um, so, yeah, I, I found like it was a completely weird pick because nothing is actually happening. But it's kind of like a building of the suspicion um, that I find really cool in the scene and a very 
well done scene considering that there isn't really a scare or anything yeah. um i could have chosen the kind of uh the the dream scene but again that would have been too many dream scenes but um with the uh, mr braun coming in <laughs> um very dramatic scene um but a few other honorable mentions the doll maker hand scene where yeah. the hand comes out um and the end of the twisted claw of course that's something mm. we've mentioned before um the carney from dark music didn't mention it because i already talked about the laughing in the dark scene and um yeah i would have i would have also talked about crimson clown if we'd have had maybe a top 10 and it was the scene that you guys both talked about so it's quite crazy how similar particularly our lists are andrew like very yeah. very aligned um but there's definitely a lot of overlap with you both on a few of those picks yeah for sure yeah. Um, i'm really glad you picked that uh, nightly neighbor scene i didn't even think about it but i do love that yeah. it's such a great scene yeah uh you uh, vaughn did you like just forget to mention jed meets gordon or <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> um, great scene, great pick. I completely hear you. You, <laughs> you always, you've always, you always diverge in the best possible way. You know. Oh boy. You always I, think I, I, <laughs> You know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, well, we're we're close on our close call. Again, we're in the same episode, but not the same scene. Uh, so I did. I picked nightly neighbors but i what i i picked what i called the snooping scene uh okay. which is when emma snoops in the bronze basement while at the same time they're visiting day day uh and i think this is maybe one of the best like ticking clock scenes in are you afraid of the dark mm, where yeah. like she's kind of against the clock here they're coming back home she discovers the blood in the basement um it's just a very for are you afraid of the dark it's a very tense scene and I always, I always loved that, that, that whole sequence with them in the living room and uh, it's a great back and forth. Yeah, that is great. I considered that, but uh, ah. ultimately it didn't punch me hard enough. Sure. I feel like, but, it, but it's good. Very yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Um, um, that, that episode has so many scattered great bits yeah. and you're like i want to smash those two things together and make it a scene but it's actually <laughs> not the same scene because i love the scene where they find the blood yeah um, yeah but i yeah. yeah i i just i'm not convinced that mr braun well i know that he did see her but it's just kind of like emma could you just tuck yourself a little bit further I in know. underneath that table? like come on <laughs> Try like, a little come harder on. <laughs> well, a little bit ridiculous <laughs> like she wanted to get caught you know yeah yeah um i i have a few others just that sure. we haven't talked about but thought i'd mention um the final zombie showdown in the quicksilver mm. um that whole scene kind of maybe like the most moving uh final moments like where she sees her twin and they're crying and stuff um midnight ride the horse chase when uh the headless horseman comes out out of the side of the building. Um, the the chase in Station One Hundred Nine Point One I really like. Ah. Um, the in the thirteenth floor. Oh uh, yeah. 
the <laughs> alien scene you know where they like reveal and she gets starts getting lifted up toward the aliens oh my god it, like the last scene uh it's like uh, well uh, oh well that's also good like the reveal of her. yeah 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 um yeah i mean actually like I, we've given that episode a hard time but it's got some good stuff in it no i considered um, that last one yeah yeah and uh, finally, just just from the season six and seven, the the one scene that came to me that was like I thought this was pretty good is uh, Jasper Davis's last like yeah. <laughs> fight scene. Yeah, where it's like outside the house, he's big. We're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think season um, six and seven. What I would, what I would show. I, you know, what I was thinking about. I was thinking about the tale of too many faces, or many faces. Excuse mm. me. Yeah. Uh, that end with like kind of the reveal of like how all the girls look. Um, yeah. That one yeah. always. That one kind of. I think that's cool. Yeah. Well, let's let's Ferguson. Let's see what we're up to. Sure. <laughs> pretty tough here i mean it could have been so many different things or so many like slow moments or clunky ones or whatever but i think the scene that just like most doesn't work on every level is the in the tale of the last dance the last dance the last dance (laughs) (laughs) Um, i don't don't know what you mean sure (laughs) um what's it called the guy who's in i don't even know if he has a name yeah quasimodo yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) he's just like he's been shunned he's just looking at her picture he's sitting in the basement of the school looking at her picture yeah and after all that's happened he actually trapped her at one point she comes down for a final dance and uh I mean, not only does this not make sense because of, like, what... Oh, like, my God, this episode. <laughs> my question it's to like, you, my question to you, though, yeah, yeah. let me let, let me lay this out there about Last sure. Dance. Sure. Is Last Dance actually getting at something, though, about how boys actually are? Well, uh, I mean, unfortunately, yes, but I, I think it gives girls the wrong um, <laughs> message. <laughs> well, certainly certainly yeah, a, da- yeah. a dangerous um, morality tale for girls this is not how you survive a stalker like let's put it that way right like yeah yeah because really she, um, yeah. yeah oh my god she, she's episode. really in two terrible relationships by oh, the end of yeah. this episode yeah, yeah. and They're, she keeps them seemingly is the question yeah. is the question who's the real monster yeah. <laughs> sure and it turns out it's everyone basically yeah yeah <laughs> um, but it's like how old uh, how old is this guy either he's some like older guy living in the basement and obsessing over this uh, high school girl or he's in high school and they've relegated him to the basement or not they can't won't even let him learn there um i always took it and, as like maybe he's a youngish custodian or something at the building <laughs> that would make a lot more sense like yeah. that that's all they had to do to make more sense of it yeah um but she, but, you know 
she still is like a high school student. Right? Yeah, they can't say that. Yeah. They definitely can't say that. <laughs> that is exactly what's <laughs> that is what's happening. Yeah. Um and and then there's like their slow motion dance in just like this technically horrible ending where they're dancing and there's like a half faded uh images from the episode over them. <laughs> you're gonna make and me you're gonna make it, me cry here. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is her boyfriend it's like all of these things put together make no sense you know like i'm looking at it like what does this mean it's the only way the series could have ended andrew <laughs> sure and nobody asks why because no. they know the answer no it's it's outlandish it's a great pick no argument here uh, thank you yeah. uh vaughn my pick is exactly the same. Wow. It is the end of the tale of the last dance where we have literally no idea if that kind, forgiving girl who is always treated like trash ever gets out of the lurker's lair. Like, we don't know that. Like, the scene just ends. And it's like, okay, does she leave? Does anybody help her get away from there? Or no, is the scene just, that's it, the end? And we have to assume that that, that that's where she lives now. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's very dark. Yeah. It's strange. And uh, I am on record for finding this episode to be um, a terrible message to people who, who happen to acquire a stalker. Absolutely terrible. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I could have also chosen um, when he steals her violin. Um, mm. oh, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's the other thing. Uh, the just like the mediocre violin music throughout this whole episode, <laughs> and every time it's brought up, it's like under this idea that this is the most incredible violin music you've ever heard. It's like this isn't even, you know, it sounds like they picked up some kid off the street to play this real quick. <laughs> that's probably what happened it was just kind of like they hired these well they're not really even that young i feel like but they're just like look if you can play a little bit of violin that will do um, <laughs> let's just take a few shots of you playing it and the kids will think it's fine because yeah. um, the main focus is on the fact that there's someone living in the ceiling that's obsessed with this girl and at the end he he gets what he wants he gets to dance with this this poor girl um yeah <laughs> that is that is my pick um i don't know how we've done it Andrew, because we did not confer on these and yet no and yet yeah we had a lot of like almost exact picks yeah incredible well last dance is not my pick i find it to be a beautiful episode about longing and 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 need no i'm joking it's a terrible episode uh but i i just couldn't i couldn't quite narrow it so i went with my gut here we're going back to 1968 tale oh. tale of locker 22 folks uh, uh and and mr Sh and mr schaffner talking bunsen burners uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> classic scene i couldn't believe it Mr. Schaffner talking Bunsen burners. There you have it, folks. The worst scene from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, 
No, it, it's like the first. It's the first thing that came to my mind. I honestly, I just didn't want to do a season six or seven because it felt mm. it didn't. It just didn't feel right. Like it didn't feel like in line with the rest of my list. Um, yeah. So I, I went, I went with an original five, and uh, I just dislike Locker Twenty Two so much. I have a theory. I have a theory though now that perhaps the high school, maybe it's the same high school. 1968 locker 22 eventually turned into the last dance high school uh, yeah mm, it's possible yeah weird stuff happening at the school sure. <laughs> i just right. i don't know why you, why you hate it so much i think it's a really fun episode when i was a kid i loved it when i was a kid i was i was so in love with this episode i was like oh you're I be in this is. I, I uh, like it. I, uh, I'm a fan. I'm so sorry, guys. It's irredeemable. Uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, this is how I learned how to not kill myself using a Bunsen burner. <laughs> well, I went to eighth grade with Mr. Rish, and uh, that 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 did it. And you. <laughs> um. No, I don't know. You know, there, there, there is to say for as many great scenes, there are a lot of head scratchers throughout. Are you afraid of the dark? And um, sure. you know, you could just really take a stab anywhere and find one. But um, yeah, no, I think I think Last Dance is without without argue uh, the, the strangest <laughs> outcome possible for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about it. You, you guys mentioned funniest or like we were saying we should have done like most comedic scene. Is is there a scene that like stands out to you as like, man, this is a this is a knee slapper. Um, I don't I, know about knee slapper. <laughs> um, I know there's a lot of scenes that like I've been as we're talking about them, I've literally been crying from laughing at it. But I'm not sure if. <laughs> It's from the scene or like just the way we're talking about it or what. Yeah. Um I mean I almost feel like uh Renegade Virus is like simultaneously hilarious, you know, and frightening. So I'm I'm laughing at that one a lot. Sure. But sure. in a good way. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good jokes in Full Moon. Um Oh yeah. Full Moon's a classic. Classic comedic one. Uh of course gruesome gr- gourmets. Oh, of course. Yummy. About that, except for how bad it is. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> That's a good. One. Yeah. Um, we had fun on Badge. We had. Oh fun yeah. About yeah. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. Badge's whole language. <laughs> so yeah, that was completely ridiculous. Um, but I, I also find it funny when. Oh, get his name but he's in um the tale of oh we were just talking about it at the 13th floor mm-hmm. and it's when she hides in the vent and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> um is it leonid i forget yes, the name yes, of the guy <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he puts his whole head in and says hello <laughs> or something it's just absolutely terrifying but also completely ridiculous um yeah scary terrifying funny i i probably laughed more at any other single thing from um just talking about uh 
nobody beats Bostic. (laughs) I I don't think I ever laughed harder than that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, nobody beats Bostic is pretty great. Um, All right, well, some good picks. Uh, I enjoyed hearing your guys' lists. I'm I'm glad you guys were in such unison, and I was over here like a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) I I really don't know how out of 91 episodes and however many scenes within those 91 yeah we managed to completely match at least three there that's crazy yeah i mean it really is um like i think we had four of this or five maybe of the same episodes including close call Um, yeah yeah very good I was just going to say, it doesn't mean that you're wrong, Joe. It just means that we just we just have similar taste, you know? <laughs> oh, I know. It means we're right. Don't worry. I know I'm not wrong. Uh, <laughs> 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 when have you guys known me to say I'm wrong? Uh, no, no, no. Um, no, I love ending Podtober uh, in unison. With, with um, there's still a lot of agreement here. I mean, even, even stuff that didn't end up on my list, I promise you, I was nodding my head, smiling, approving. Oh, yeah. approving. Um, so I, I, I love it. Uh, these, I think were yeah. a great representation of some of the best stuff from, uh, from, are you afraid of the dark? And, uh, Vaughn, thank you for helping us round it out. You, you've been part of two, part of two of our most fun episodes, um, magical objects. And now this one. So, uh, yeah, that so one was fun. so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for always having me back and happy Halloween. You know what, before we even move on to that, I did yeah. want to mention something about a recent Podtober episode. Oh, sure. Um, I, I, Manny actually uh, told me that the, in two heads better, it is better than one, um, or better than none, uh, the Keenan and Kel episode we talked about recently. Apparently the other version that has the uh, curtain calls also has a laugh track throughout the whole thing that's what i that's what i heard that's unimaginable i mean it sounds bad right that sounds bad i i watched some scenes i don't like a hundred percent hate it i think it's unnecessary um it's just very bizarre it's like they're not in the studio so it's added on top of it yeah it's just very strange. That probably uh, exists in full on YouTube. Like someone has uploaded it and no one's deleted it. I love it. Yeah. I love it's out there. Yeah. That's um, I mean, that is I'm I am very happy. I'm very grateful though I saw the no audience one. I don't know about you. Yeah. Actually I, I in finding out about this, I thought like somebody's gotta put together an ultimate cut here yeah. with the curtain calls and no laugh track. Right. Uh, yes. That's the only version that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, that would be perfect. Perfect. Um, well, good call. Thank you, Manny. Good call. Uh, Andrew, what are we up to next? Uh, next time we're talking a year in review, 2003. Yeah, we're, we're, we're moving, folks. <laughs> we'll, we'll be caught up in no time. Um, yeah, Podtober ends, but BOC's journey through the uh early aughts continue and um yeah. it's been fun i it's been fun especially because oh, we've, yeah. we've had some we've had some new people on some different voices so uh this this next episode will be a first time guest we're really excited to have her um but uh yeah it'll be it'll be fun to talk 2003 yeah yeah it's been a uh it's been a great podtober 
some interesting talks. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. And Andrew, you, the new, the new book it's out, it's, it's thriving. New book is out. Uh, yeah, I've been really happy with the response so far and, uh, just thank you. Anybody who's read it or downloaded it, uh, the new one's called the deaths of Adam Jones, uh, part of the space junk series. Um, you can find those searching either of those on, um, Amazon or Etsy or, or Google. I think you can pretty find it pretty easily. Um, uh, yeah, but, uh, great, probably the best, um, well, definitely the best first month I've had. So, uh, I mean, with a book coming out, so thank you to anybody again who has read it and, or downloaded it or whatever. Um, really appreciate it. I need to download it, Andrew, because otherwise I don't know that you're going to post to me. So, Oh, I mean, we can, oh yeah, we can totally figure something out if you want. Also, I meant to mention, um, like if anyone has bought a book in the past or something and does want it signed, I'll work that out with you if you want and we'll figure something out. Um, I do like a physical copy. So Andrew, send candy corn with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pay for the candy corn. I'll pay for the candy corn. (laughs) It is so expensive here. Yeah, no worries. It's such a <laughs> such a hilarious it's... idea that candy corn is like an expensive treat somewhere, <laughs> and it's just it's just not. I don't know good. how much you pay for it over there, but over here it'll cost me six English pounds. Oh my gosh! Right. No, wow. it's it's in it's in disgusting abundance over here for like one dollar a bag. <laughs> <laughs> They just yeah. give it out for free. Yeah, practically. Practically. I did. I tried it for the very first time. I think not even in season. I think it was oh. last year. Yeah, it was. Who compared it to a candle? Because I, I get it. <laughs> Someone compared it's, it's, it to a candle. It's, it's, it's texture. It's waxy. Yeah. 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 Waxy, yeah. yeah. And it kind of tastes like a Halloween candle, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> if the candle like fell from heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy it. I couldn't eat a lot of it. Sure. It was it was very intense. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Perfect. Uh well, man, what what a great what a great month. Um, yeah. In the meantime, if anybody wants to reach out to us about anything we talked about this month, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. E- uh, email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Uh, tell your friends uh, there's a new episode about uh, Are You Fairy Dark's best scenes and how, uh, you know, finally someone represented Apartment 214 in the way you'd always dream they, they would. Uh, <laughs> And it was you. <laughs> uh, no, but we couldn't have done it without you, Vaughn. So, again, thank you so much. We can't wait to have you back uh, for what is going to be the iconic Last Dance episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I don't do a year in review with you guys until we get like to like recent times. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're... Looking forward to three, though. Such a good year. Yeah. So, really looking forward to that. Yeah. Nice. Well... Podtover has come to an end. We hope we'll see all you Einsteins next episode.
Einstein. Oh, how's he say it? Like, uh, Einstein. Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's pretty close. Thank you. Thank you. Could you just try a take the children? I'm trying to think. It's like very shaky, right? Like, uh, take the children. Like, take the children. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is gonna go into that bit after oh, the that, song. 